Hey, thanks again for listening to this podcast, the parent podcast of Rise Youth. It's a youth pastor's perspective for parents of teens. And I want to start off asking you this question. Has this season been sucking the life out of you? I mean, like, have you been asking, when will my job go back to normal? When will school go back to normal? When will all the fighting stop? We may feel exhausted by this season. But I just want to remind you, as a follower of Jesus, we don't get to quit. Look, Jesus is too worthy. And your calling, it's too high. So the question isn't, can I keep going? But how do I press forward? I want you to know this. While the circumstances might be draining, you don't have to run on empty. Today, I want to explore two ways to stay filled in a draining season. Number one, embrace limitations. Have you ever heard a passionate preacher declare, God has a purpose and calling on your life? That line will preach, and it's true, but the less popular and yet inextricably connected truth is that God gives us calling, but he also gives us, and take a deep breath here, limitations. That phrase bristles against us, doesn't it? Limitations? A good thing? Certainly not. Why do we feel disgust at this phrase? We live in a culture that desires unrestrained limitlessness. That's why people chase after money to the detriment of family, power to the detriment of character, and sexuality to the detriment of the soul. Christians are not exempt from this disdain for limits. American Christians are affected by our culture. We have been conditioned by our culture's narrative of unrestrained limitlessness, but biblical Christianity is an alternative vision for life that offers a fresh understanding of limitations. Limits in the Christian conception are necessary for godliness. In fact, in a Christian framework, we know that only under severe constraint do we find true freedom. This actually flows from the nature of God. In creation, God, who is all-powerful, rested on the seventh day. In the incarnation, Jesus, quote, emptied himself by taking the form of a servant and being born in the likeness of men, according to Philippians 2. Ultimately, the God of limitless power chose to demonstrate his power through restraint, even to the point of willingly being nailed to a cross. Therefore, when we embrace limitations, we reflect the nature of God. God created humans for limitations too. From creation to salvation, you and I are designed for limitation. In creation, he restricted our waking hours by creating night. You ever think about that? Through the establishment later on of the Sabbath, restraint was interwoven among God's people, Israel. Through the Ten Commandments, God installed moral boundaries and limitations on culture. What about the New Testament? I got a lot of Old Testament references here. Well, salvation itself is a coming to the end of ourselves, embracing our inability to perform morally, and receiving unmerited grace. We not only need limitations for salvation, but we need limitations for our sanctification. Look, unrestrained indulgence is deadly. It erodes our souls and eventually it makes monsters of us. On the other hand, spiritual discipline is redemptive limitation. In spiritual discipline, we purposefully impose limits upon ourselves in order to kill sin, cultivate Christ's nearness, and grow in Christ's likeness. 
just as no athlete becomes the greatest of all time without extreme training, limits on diet and things like that, no Christian becomes mature without the limitations of spiritual discipline. We are sanctified by limitation. Today, God sovereignly imposes limits on you. I mean, is it any surprise? This is the way God works in our lives, or at least one of them. The only question is, what are you going to do with those limits? What are you going to do with God sovereignly limiting you? In this season, what sovereign limits has he placed on you? Have there been flights canceled, achievements stifled, or um, unusual difficulty in creating momentum, whether that's at your workplace or school or what have you? What could God be trying to produce through those limitations? I mean, is it humility, character, patience, or even grit to press through? Press into the Holy Spirit as you face limitations and allow him to use them for his redemptive purpose in your life. While it can feel like a real burden to be restrained in some senses, it can also be an invitation to surrender more fully to God's sovereignty and accept that you are not self-sufficient, but entirely dependent upon God. Ask God to do more through your prayers in this season than you could do on your own. Ask him to breathe on your ministry, into your family, and throughout your work, making it effective in ways that none of your efforts could. In brief, embrace limitations. Number two, get recharged. You know, there is a battery in your soul. Unlike the Energizer Bunny, it doesn't run forever. Uh, we're designed with the need to recharge. We can't keep going and going and going. But, but before you bust out a hammock hearing that, right, you're like, oh, recharge, let's grab a hammock, let's go on vacation. I want to caution you. Rest is necessary, but it's not the same as recharging. Uh, have you ever asked somebody how their vacation went and they basically said, I need a vacation from my vacation? Look, you can rest, but be zapped of life. That is because rest is not the deepest longing of your soul. Jesus said it best in Matthew 4, verse 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Ultimately, your soul needs the rest found in Hebrews 4. When the author writes, so then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. So, like, what is that true rest? It's being in the presence of the Father at the feet of Jesus and filled with the Spirit. God himself is our rest. So what does it look like to be truly recharged? It's getting into God's word, seeing Jesus and casting your burdens on him and embracing his will. I, look, I remember the loneliest season of my life was when my wife and I were working opposite schedules in Sacramento, California. I was exhausted all the time, working nights and feeling discouraged as I was trying to share the gospel with some really hardened, unbeliever, unbelieving coworkers. And like one day, the company I was working for actually called me up to say that they were closing down and I was out of a job. And so by this time, things were just like totally stacking up. What was crazy is when I got that call. I happened to be on my way to a church planning conference in Southern California uh, where we would hear amazing Bible teachers like Matt Chandler. Despite being one of the most discouraging possible weekends, it was also the most encouraging weekend of my life. Why? Because even though my circumstances were physically and mentally draining, I was filled up spiritually from the robust teaching of God's word. Practical application, that's what your soul needs. 
what would it take for you to engage with God's word in a way that keeps you full? What if you took a morning this week to go on a prayer a prayer walk with God alone? What if you tackled the strenuous yet filling task of getting up at 6 a.m. and reading a book of the Bible like Daniel or Hebrews this week? Chances are that though your rest would be less, your soul would be recharged. 